Hello and welcome back to the Three Pillars Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Tobin, a.k.a. Tobinator the Motivator, and this is episode 77, Knowledge. Guys, welcome back to the Three Pillars Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those three pillars, spiritual, mental, and physical fitness, uh, and help us grow together on this journey of life and grow, uh, grow together closer to the Lord. Guys, if you are a returning listener or viewer, and you're listening to this on any of the podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio, you name it, we're all over the place. Uh, please give us a follow, leave us a, a like, a comment, share this with your friends. That's the best way to grow the show. If you're watching this on YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, uh, anywhere you have have video, I'm probably there. Um, if there's somewhere I'm not and you need me to be there, let me know. I'll see what I can do about getting you on there. But if, if this is something that speaks to you guys, please share it with your friends and family. I would very much appreciate it. Second episode of the year. Second week of uh, achieving your goals. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I know it can get monotonous. Don't be discouraged uh, if it's monotonous. The same workout routine, you know, this oh, every week for a month. The main point of this first couple of weeks, this first month, is to achieve your consistency. Make that discipline and whatever your focus is, whether it's, you know, spiritual, mental or physical or a combination of all three is to establish that habit and break those old habits. Establish that consistency, establish that discipline. You've been motivated enough to get here this far. Keep going. All right. That's all I'm going to say is keep going as we continue throughout this month of, of January. Tonight's episode is going to be on knowledge. We're going to discuss knowledge. What is knowledge? What can we do with knowledge? different types of knowledge. We're going to get into it here in a little bit. But as always, we're going to start with a quick word of prayer, and then we're going to dive right in. So, man, I need a haircut. If you're watching this on video, I'm sorry, I'm shaggy, but we're going to get there. <laughs> All right. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for knowledge. Thank you for giving us knowledge. Thank you for an intimate relationship with you that leads us to knowledge. For you are the source of knowledge and wisdom and all things good and, and, and right in this world, Lord. Thank you for being that for us. Lord, I ask that you open our eyes, open our hearts, open our minds, that we can receive anything that edifies us tonight. Give me the the words to say to, again, help fill those hearts, minds, and, and, and ears and eyes of everybody else listening on this podcast. Lord, I ask that you just guide us and direct us and keep us strong in our faith for you each and every day. Amen. All right. Put on my knowledge thinking cap. Knowledge. First thing we're going to talk about is, well, I'm going to read a scripture. It's Hosea 4, 6. I'm going to read from the King James Version. We're going to talk, kind of expound upon this thought as we go through the rest of this episode. So Hosea 4, 6 reads, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. A lot to unpack in that verse. The main focus is knowledge. And it's not just knowledge of the world, these worldly things. What is knowledge? What is knowledge? We're going to go to the root of it. I've got a couple things. We're going to uh, kind of the root of knowledge from etymology.com. Knowledge is a noun. Uh, early 12th centuries, where the, the actual word comes from, we're going to get into more about what it means here in a little bit. It's the knowledge of a superior honor, worship. For the first element, see, no. I'll get to that in just a second. 
The second element is secure, perhaps from the Scandinavian and cognate with the lock or action process found in wedlock. And why is that important? You'll see. From the late 14th century, as a capacity for knowing, understanding, familiarity. Also, fact or condition of knowing, awareness of a fact. Also, news, notice, information, learning, organized body of facts or teachings. The sense of sexual intercourse is from 1400. The Middle English also had a verb from, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, Nulechian or acknowledge. Later to find out, uh, later find out about, recognize, and to have sexual intercourse with. Compare, acknowledge. All right. So the know, again, to know. So we, we talked about a couple of things. You acknowledge uh, to, to know, and we'll get to what that means kind of biblically. You see that throughout scriptures. It's kind of a euphemism. Um, I'm going to get to that after I finish this, this uh, entry here on the actual part. No, like to know, the verb to know. So knowledge, what is, what is this? Knowledge, it comes from Old English. Uh, perceive a thing to be identical with another. Also to be able to distinguish generally. Perceive or understand as a fact of truth. Know how, like know how to do something. From Proto-Germanic new. Uh, not going to get into pronunciation. From about 1200 uh, to experience or live through. Also meaning to have sexual intercourse with found in other modern languages. Uh, all right. So to know. Again, you it's it's kind of acknowledge. We're going to talk about that first. So you acknowledge. And what is knowledge? You acknowledge the Lord, the most high. So in the verse in Hosea, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. If you're going to put acknowledge in it, you have not acknowledged who the most high God is. You're not following his teachings, his commandments, and you are rejecting knowledge. If the Lord is knowledge, he's your source of knowledge and wisdom. If you are not acknowledging him, then you are putting him out. You're trying to put yourself above him or you're trying to obtain some level of intellect above the creator of the universe. It doesn't work like that. Man cannot be God. You were created by God. And if you're worshiping anybody else who was not, anyone else who was created by God, you're not the most high God. That's, that's kind of pointless, right? If the creator God created all these other things, it means he's supremely powerful, created the whole universe. There's nothing that can overthrow him, defeat him, anything like that. So if you acknowledge any other God, idol, anything like that in your travels, you have literally... Uh, set yourself up for failure and you will be destroyed. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I'm going to reject thee that thou shalt not be a priest to me. So you can't even represent him. You can't be his image on earth without acknowledging and having intimate knowledge with, of him. And that's when it gets into the second part of this knowledge to know. You see it all throughout the Bible. You know, Noah knew his wife or or David knew his wife or the, to, to know is a euphemism to go and 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 generally it, it, generally speaking, you go and you have intercourse with your wife or your or your husband to know. But that's more than a physical act. It's an intimate knowledge. It's being intimate with one another. When you're intimate with the Lord, you have an intimate working knowledge of Him. You understand or you seek to understand Him by having a personal, a close personal relationship with Him. You won't, you know, when you are enveloped with your lover, you are, you're with them, 
You're wrapped up in them. You acknowledge them. You know them. Just like we said, to, to know is to be uh, one with them. It's the same thing when you're with the Lord. You want to know him. You want to acknowledge him. You want him to wrap you in his arms, envelop you, and let him share himself with you. It's a very intimate thing if you get down to what is not. That is how you grow. That is how your mind unlocks. Because you, the more you are in the word, the more you study these things, the more knowledge <laughs> you will be given. You acknowledge the most high, he will give you knowledge, right? It's, it's very fascinating how it gets down to you get and tell all the roots and everything. But I wanted to go just like one step further and I've got an article here from LinkedIn, actually, uh, talking about the four types of knowledge. We're going to try to link that back to this passage and then put, apply that into our lives. You know, we talk about three pillars. How does this all work out with everything that we do? So let's get into it. The first one is factual knowledge. I'm not going to read this entire article, but if you're talking about factual knowledge, these are terminologies, glossaries, details, and necessary building details of any professional domain. So it's basically... The facts that you have that are written down, think of like the facts of a case. This is knowledge that is written down. It is generally conceived as fact. Now we know that not all books are true. We know that not, you know, not all manuscripts scripture true. You have to figure that out for yourself. We're going to get that to uh, metaphysical knowledge here in a little bit. But you take what is written down, what is handed to you, and that's a fact you have to take. And then you have to apply that to the rest of your life. Using the Lord as your discernment, your kind of steering, uh, your your rudder, your guide, your path. You know, He's gonna He's gonna guide you through all of this stuff. Take those facts and apply it to your um, to your life, and you can apply that to anything. Okay, this is what this you know book says about working out. So I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna apply it to this. Is what Chase has told me. You know, over 76 episodes of how to be a better person and lift and, and read and, and, and get in the, in the Bible. But now, how can I apply that to my life? That gets into part of the, the next part of it is conceptual knowledge. So conceptual knowledge is number two. Uh, recognizing the interconnectedness of facts is what forms the body of conceptual knowledge stored in our mind. For example, if you collect factual knowledge about a particular say, a group of people, for example, you can help form generalizations or principles around any given topic. If you study a group of people, say the ancient Greeks, and you look and you find patterns and you see how people acted and, and, and you look at, you know, what did Plato say? What did Aristotle say? What did Socrates say? What did they all say about the people of the time? You can form a generalization of, and, and put conceptually how these people were at any given time. You can go take that and you can look in your community. How does this group of people act versus this group of people act. You don't need somebody to tell you this or the other. You just look for your with your own eyes and see what the patterns you see in, in your own life. That will help you develop your conceptual knowledge of things. That doesn't make you swing one side or the other. That's just what you are experiencing in your own concept of, of, of reality and whatnot of your, and your own knowledge. Now you can take that group of people and a similar group of people in another part of the, the country. So say you got a you know group of white people over here in, in North Carolina, a group of white people over here in California, let's just say. You observe these guys and then you live, move, live, and you live in California for a little while. You're going to find that they're, 
There's going to be some similarities, but there's be a lot of differences too. These little pockets, these little tribes, these little cultures are all over the country. It's very, very hard to generalize a group of people based off of one little iota of, of information that you get. You have to increase your knowledge by looking at, you know, taking the microscope off and coming back a little bit. You still have to take what you find in these little groups and then you can zoom out and you can see what the, the similarities and differences are. That's conceptual knowledge. Um, really unique knowledge comes about finding facts across different domains and uncovering patterns, similarities, or differences between them, allowing us to form novel frameworks or theories. That's your conceptual knowledge. Third is procedural knowledge. So we've got factual, conceptual, procedural knowledge. As the name su suggests, procedural knowledge is the kind that represents every task or action required to attain any given goal. Procedural knowledge is typically stored across the continuum, continuum of time and typically describes the specific skills or algorithms that need to be computed to execute a more significant task. So what can what is procedural knowledge? It's something you can actually take and put into, say, a guidebook or an SOP. Like I was in the military. We had all this doctrine in these um, these warfighter manuals and things like that that you could read. And this is based off a lot of people's input. So this, you know, now we're going from factual, what we're seeing, uh, conceptual to what we're seeing and applying it to a larger scale. Now to procedural, now you're taking those first two things, applying it to all the experiences of a lot of other people. Now you're putting into, it into procedure. Okay, this is how I perceive the world based off of my factual and conceptual knowledge that I have. Now I'm going to go into procedural knowledge. I'm going to figure out, hey, how do you perceive this? And we're going to try to figure it out. And maybe we can find some common ground and push it forward and, and, and codify it or put it into um, a book. <laughs> and then now you've got factual knowledge for somebody else to read and come back and say, okay, this is the pattern that has been going on for 100 years based off of all these people's life experiences. This is a procedure. And this is what works and this is what doesn't work in various cultures and societies across the country or across the world. You know, there's plenty of people who study, you know, thousands of years of history and you see patterns throughout all this stuff. And you see what worked in some cultures and what didn't work in some cultures. These guys lived in sexual immorality and depravity and they failed and, and got washed away into the sea. These people lived a, you know, a pure, wholesome life, were good to one another, didn't cause any trouble. They, they thrived and flourished. These people came in and conquered these guys because these guys weren't, were, were, were too passive and didn't defend themselves. There's a lot of patterns you can see throughout history, but that is your procedural knowledge. You can go back and look and see who did well, who did not, and apply that to your own life. That's your procedural knowledge. The final one is your metacognitive knowledge. So metacognitive knowledge could be seen as the, quote, mother, end quote, of all other knowledge types. It houses your ability to use your procedural, conceptual, and factual knowledge in combination at any given time. Metacognition represents your ability to use previously learned knowledge to plan a strategy, be self-reflective, or understand the world around you. So this is the culminating event of all of what uh, we've just been talking about this entire time. Metacognitive knowledge, your intimate personal relation, knowing the Lord, letting him, him work through you. Based off the facts that you've been given, you have read your Bible, apply it somewhere else. You have found this workout plan. You have found this book. This kind of, It's a self-help help book or whatever. You're trying to work on a, on a well-rounded man, right? Um, 
you take that's your factual knowledge, you put into your, your conceptual. So you apply that and you say, okay, this is the facts I have. I'm going to look around me. How can I apply this to my, to my life? Okay, I see that, that this church uh, does things this way. This church does things this way. This school does things this way. This school does things this way. This gym does things, uh, uh, the, you know, this is a, you know, a CrossFit gym versus a bodybuilding powerlifting type gym versus a commercial gym. Like, where do I need to apply my, the facts that I have and what I want to do that uh, uh, align with my goals and where do I put myself to best uh, thrive and flourish? So that's your factual and conceptual. How do I put that into concept? Is this church uh, what I want, am I more of a liturgical person? You know, I need a more of an old fashioned type church. Or do I want one of these new, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of music and in your face light shows and everything like that, whatever you get, as long as the gospel is being preached, <laughs> um, is, is this book, you know, I want to read a book on pirates. And then when I get this book, is it a book on, you know, Caribbean pirates? Or is it a book on the Barbary pirates? Like, what do you want to be specific? And now you can take your factual knowledge, conceptual knowledge, you put it into procedure. Now you go and you, you take, now that you're in that gym, you're in that church, you found that book, you found this book club, you found this club that you want to be in to help you be a better whatever. You have found yourself in, in these things. Now let's put it into procedure. I can take these things that I've learned, this knowledge that I have, and put it into practice with procedural knowledge. And finally, I have this metacognitive knowledge. Now I can kind of take all everything that I have and put it all together and figure out how I can... Uh, Again, be self-reflective. So, okay, this is where I'm strong. This is where I'm weak. This is how I can improve myself. Or um, how can I strategically move myself to be uh, in an even better position than I was before? So I have a strategy now to navigate through life and be in an even better position. Now, the, mor the morality that comes with knowledge in your relationship with the Lord helps you to get to a better position without stomping on somebody else's hopes, dreams, and their whole, whole, uh, whole bit behind it. A lot of us listening to this podcast live in America. There are a lot of international listeners. Shout out to you guys. But the way we do things in America, it's, how it's supposed to be, is we have a constitution. And your constitution says that you can go and you can go to whatever church. You can worship whatever whatever God. You can go to whatever gym. You can generally do what you want to do as long as you are not hurting someone else. And it, it is biblically based, sort of based off the Ten Commandments. A lot of the laws in a country are like that. But if everybody generally followed that don't lie, cheat, steal, or kill, the world would be a lot better place. But unfortunately, there are people who lie, cheat, steal, and kill. So we have to have people who are well-skilled in violence to prevent these things and to protect us. And, to, and you have to protect yourself, too. How do you learn all these things? How do you incorporate all these things? You have used your knowledge. You have started with an intimate working knowledge of the Lord. He's going to give you the, the knowledge, the skills, the resources, the wisdom to go out into the world. Find this factual knowledge that we're looking for. Turn it into conceptual. Put it into procedure. And then finally use your metacognitive knowledge. You have that intimate working relationship with the Lord to be a better version of yourself. I'm sorry I'm talking a little fast, but I got kind of actually got kind of I was on a roll there. I don't know about you guys. Maybe, maybe it made sense. Maybe it didn't. You guys let me know. Um, but that is, that is what knowledge is. To know. Knowing something. Having an intimate knowledge of, an intimate working idea of how something works. Okay? It's different than education. There's a lot of people who are over-educated on the wrong information and have no knowledge. Who don't know how to take what they have learned and use their discernment, their God-given discernment, and to sift out the, the good from the bad. I think there's bad information out there. I'm not saying I'm the best information. 
Don't believe every word I say. I appreciate you guys tuning in. But if you, there's something that you think, hey, I can get a little deeper than that, go look it up on your own. And it, you'll probably find it's pretty close. I'm not too far off on a lot of things. But uh, if it's something that's different, let me know. And I'll, I'm, I'm not too proud to be like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, you know, I'm right, you're wrong, blah, blah, blah. I, I try to do a broad strokes here, get you guys thinking, get the juices flowing, get you guys on the right path as you start your weekend. The challenge for this weekend, the challenge, I guess, for every week is, is, to, is to take what we've, we've discussed and put it into practice. How do I increase my knowledge in all four of these areas? How do I increase my, my relationship with the Lord? How do I increase my physical fitness? How do I increase my mental health and wellness? by putting all these things into practice, by developing a better working knowledge of how you are uh, in relationship with the Lord and how you're going to uh, continue to strengthen yourself and everybody around you, your family, this, that, and the third. Your challenge for this weekend, again, is to go out there and, and do some self-reflecting. Figure out your strengths and your weaknesses. Get into that meta, get, find a way to that metacognitive knowledge process we just talked about so you can use everything and put it all together. Don't just be blinded by what you see on Instagram or the TV or whatever. There's a lot of people, as you know, they put out, not, they only give you one perspective. You know, that hot chick on Instagram over there is only showing you when she's at her best. She's rarely showing you when she's taking, taking L's, right? It's a facade. A lot of this is a facade. Our goal here, my goal here on this podcast is to give you as, as real of information, the, the, the truth, and the truth is Jesus. And he loves you, and he wants you to have an intimate relationship with him, to know him, to have an intimate working relationship with him so your soul is ignited and filled with knowledge. And that ignites your entire body, soul, and mind and gets you going in the right direction where you need to be to be, again, the best version of yourself possible. That's what we're all about here at the Three Pillars Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you tuning in each and every week. It's always a blast to, to get on here and just talk to you guys. We're getting a lot more traction. Thank you guys for sharing. Uh, please go back and leave this show a rating or a review. There's a really neat app out there called Good Pods. If you go to the website, Three Pillars Podcast at wordpress.com, right at the very bottom, you'll see where you can find all the different uh, links to where the show is. You'll see a badge that says Good Pods. If you go onto Good Pods and you make an account or whatever, you can actually go and you can rate individual episodes, which is really cool. It helps me out because I can see how each each episode is doing. I, I could have analytics on other sites, but I, but for you to specifically go on to an episode and let me how, know how you're doing or that rate that particular episode, that boosts it up in the ratings uh, on, on that site. Good Pods is like the Good Reads, if you guys are familiar with that. It's like the Good Reads of podcasting, if you will. So it's a really neat app. Uh, got onto it not that long ago. It's pretty, pretty swell. You know, they're not paying me to say that, I promise you guys, but it's a really neat uh, concept. That's for the actual podcast listeners. Again, if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Anchor, what have you. If you're watching this on YouTube, Rumble, or Odyssey, let me know how you're doing in the comments. Let, let me know what you think about this episode. I, I really want to know. I will get back to you. You leave me a comment, I'm going to get back to you. I promise. So we'll get to that. 
got a lot. I've got a lot, a lot, a lot of topics to discuss coming up. I've got uh, there's so many. So I'm not. I am not short on content right now. So I will be able to get you an episode every week. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. You guys always rock. Thank you again for all your support and your love and your prayers. Uh, it's been it's just been a blessing. Again, this is therapeutic for me. I hope it edifies you, makes you better. I feel like it makes me better. This gives me an outlet uh, apart from the gym. This is my creative outlet. Uh, this and I'm going to, like I told you guys before, I'm going to try to put out one blog post a month just to have something to, to, to digest. I might try to bump it up to two. Um, just depends on how, how work and stuff goes. But um, thank you again for the support. We're going to end with a quick word of prayer as always. And you guys kick out and have a phenomenal weekend. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you again for being our knowledge, being our wisdom, being our way to heaven. Thank you, Lord, for coming into our lives and for shining light on our darkest places that we can turn those that darkness into light using that knowledge. Without knowledge, we would be left in total darkness. You are the candle. You are the flame. You are the fire that guides us, Lord, that keeps us warm in the night. And you are the cloud that keeps us cool in the day. Our conqueror, our protector, Lord, we thank you. Lord, I ask if anybody listening to this is blessed beyond measure, not just with material wealth, but with the salvation and the peace that comes and the grace that comes from you, Lord, knowing that if we stumble and fall, you still love us and you will help us get back to where we need to be as long as we put in that effort, Lord. Thank you for, for always being there for us. Lord, I ask again that you bless anybody tuning into this. Have them, let them have a, a wonderful weekend. Let them be mighty warriors for you each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. Thank you once again. This is the Three Pillars Podcast. I'm Chase Tobin, a.k.a. Tobinator the Motivator. We'll catch you guys next week. Tobinator out.